Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So we are going to have some fun today, and we're also going to get into some murky waters. So make sure you go and put some diapers on. I don't know what that means. Do you want to relive some truly bonkers stories behind some great wrestling matches? Of course you do. That's why you clicked. So hit that subscribe button, strap yourself in, and here we go. Number 10, Kane versus The Undertaker. Now let's not pretend I didn't love this when I was a kid. And when Kane turned up at Bad Blood 1997, I couldn't believe it. I mean, come on now. That's got to be Kane. The brothers then built to Unforgiven 1998. Well, yes, they had an Inferno match which seemed a little bit mean, because don't forget the narrative was that as kids, The Undertaker had set his brother on fire. So now here we were years later, and why don't we play around with the flames again? Now I suppose this sort of helped the big red machine, because of course he had that full suit on, so he was protected. But actually behind the scenes, he was meant to turn up to a venue the day beforehand to test all of this to make sure nobody was gonna die. But his cab driver got lost, so by the time he did reach the venue, well, there was nothing else we could do. We were going to have to work for the big night and see what happened. It was also hell, ironically, for both guys because, of course, there was so much flames they couldn't get enough oxygen in. So they stumbled around the ring going, I can't breathe. And you think the police would have been involved here too? Because once more, do not forget, as children, this is what The Undertaker had done. He also got choke slammed through his parents' grave. <laughs> I tell you, Kane versus The Undertaker is the absolute best. Number nine, Mark Henry. This is nobody. June 3rd, 2011, Smackdown. The show had ended and Vince McMahon told Mark Henry, hey Mark, if you could go to the ring and have a dark match against Sin Cara, that would be absolutely faboo. And the world's strongest man arrived there and he couldn't see anyone. Now, as it turned out, this was a McMahon rib. As Henry told Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast, he was so damn livid about this because he realized what was going on and then was like, wait a minute, I've been in this company for 15 years and that's how I'm being treated I feel totally disrespected, and he started to destroy the ringside area. He then decided he was going to yell at his boss as well, but when he got backstage, everybody had left, which was also part of the practical joke, so Mark decided, that's it, I'm going to quit. Ship. Amazingly, this was the catalyst for the Hall of Pain run, though, because as the story goes, they both then sat down, they watched this footage, and Vinnie Mac was like, look, if you can act like this when we're doing proper television, you are going to get massively over. Now, a small side of me thinks maybe this was retroactively fitting around it, but still, it was a massive success because Henry did start acting like a killer, and pretty soon, he was the world heavyweight champion. So he never really did look better, and it's all because somebody decided 
to piss him off. Number eight, Dean Malenko versus Billy Kidman. So we are going to WCW in 2000 here, which means we must warn you, everything is totally crazy. Have to get the sold out pay-per-view. Neither Dean Malenko or Billy Kidman were meant to be on this show, but when all of a sudden World Championship Wrestling was suffering from injuries, well, they had no choice. Because it was meant to be Chris Benoit versus Jeff Jarrett, but poor Double J suffered a concussion, which meant Benoit was moved into the main event scene, and Malenko and Kidman, well, they were just thrown on the card. Billy also had to wrestle members of the Revolution stable in three different matches, mostly because WCW would come up with this, like, triple threat gimmick, and they were desperate to do it. Because each one had to have a theatre spin to it, though, the first was a catch-as-catch-can match with Dean Malenko. The rules being, you've got to keep it inside the ring, you've got to wrestle, and if anybody does leave, they're going to get disqualified. Well, nobody told Dean about this, because it was only decided at the last minute. So Malenko, being a professional wrestler in 2000, of course at one point he went to the outside. The ref had no choice, he went, you're disqualified. And that was not meant to happen. Unsurprisingly too, Dean Malenko left WCW after this. I wonder why. Number seven, Chris Jericho versus Steve Austin. Do we all remember back at Vengeance 2001, Chris Jericho beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in one night to become the WWF champion for the first time? Poor Chris had to go through a right hazing here because he learned about this in catering when The Undertaker and Vince McMahon were going, ha ha ha, business must be in the toilet if we're going to make Jericho the champion. He was probably suffering from imposter syndrome straight away. As Jericho has retold many a time, though, as he soon learned, you may get to the tippity top of the wrestling tree, but it's still pretty damn lonely. Because not only had everybody left the building to beat the traffic, meaning he was by himself, when he went to his hotel room, he lost his key, and when he went to ask for another one, they wouldn't give it to him, because how the hell do we know you're Chris Jericho? He had to tell them that if they did go into his room, they would see two championships belts. Finally got back in there, he had to eat some pizza that had gotten really cold. There you go, my friends. You may be dreaming of being WWE champion, but you're still gonna have to eat a bunch of crappy food. Number six, Rikishi versus Kurt Angle. So turn away now if you're not into disgusting things. If you are still watching, you're a weird person. Coming in the King of the Ring 2000, though, this was a massive night for Kurt Angle because he was gonna win the one night tournament and, as we now know, start his ascendancy to superstardom. I suppose Big Quiche thought differently though, if he decided to play a little bit of a joke. Because it stood to reason that Angle at one point was going to have to suffer the fate of the stink face, and Rikishi decided, well maybe I'll go to the toilet before the match, I won't clean my rear end, so when I stick it in Kurt's face, he will have poo on his nose. I mean, I don't want to see these words, but that's what we're getting at here. Now to be fair, Angle on his podcast said he can see the humour in this, although I'll take over. I can't at all. And we also then learned that Rikishi would do this all the time. So it's like a damn epidemic. I mean, surely that breaks some kind of HR rule. If you sat down with them and say, yeah, somebody pooed on my face, they'd be like, don't worry, we're going to take some action. Didn't happen. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Number five, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Do you all know this one? Because it was very recent. We have to put it in here. How the hell could we not? It is amazing to watch back now because when Samoa Joe and CM Punk did start all in 2023 in Wembley Arena, or Wembley Stadium, I should say, CM Punk looks perfectly fine. But minutes prior to this, he had gone into a fight with Jack Perry. Damn. It stemmed from the pre-show where Jungle Boy made some comments about using real glass. And this was an incident that had happened on AEW Collision a few weeks prior when Jack did want to do this and Punk was like, no, that's really silly. And when we got round two at the pay-per-view, because of course as soon as Punk heard this quit, he took it as a slight. He met him at the entranceway when, yes, it sounds like some punches were thrown and even poor Tony Curran got dragged into it. I mean, something huge must have gone down because of course CM Punk was fired a few weeks after this. Although moving that to one side, you do have to be very impressed with CM's performance he must have been filled with beans, but he still went out and did what he did. That's damn impressive. To be fair, though, he does have this wry smile on his face. So maybe he knew, friends. Maybe he knew. Number four, Mankind versus The Undertaker. So most people know every single last detail from their King of the Ring Hell in a Cell 1998 match. Because even today, it's totally insane. If you've always wondered how Mick Foley got this signed off, though, didn't actually really do it because he pitched this idea to management and they were like, no, Mick, there's no way you can start off on top of the structure. That would be nuts because he was like a child and he kept prodding the bear. Eventually, very close to the night, someone went, okay, fine, but just be safe. Now, this wasn't ideal because it meant the people constructing the thing had no clue. So when they were putting it together, they weren't building it to hold two human beings. In fact, they were using cable ties. That's why when you go and watch it now, as soon as Mark Calloway and Mick Foley are up there, you see the damn roof start to sag. It's also why it breaks when Undertaker hits that horrible choke slam. And if you want a few more tidbits, watch when The Undertaker comes into the ring. 
he quite visibly winces. That's because he was working with a broken damn foot. It all came from the fact that Foley was terrified that they wouldn't be able to outdo what the dead man did with Shawn Michaels back in 1997. Don't worry, Mick, you managed it. Vince McMahon was also legitimately fuming after this, and while he thanked Foley, he was like, please never do that again. Or <laughs> five minutes later, Mankind still came out to distract in the main event. The show must go on. Number three, Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. Do you want to know why Bret Hart claims this is one of the most successful achievements of his entire career? Minutes beforehand, the British Bulldog told him, oh, hey, cuz, I don't remember any of the match, because I may have gone out last night done a bunch of drugs. Whoops. This does mean if you do go and watch it today, Brett is quite literally shouting spots to Davy Boy Smith, because the British Bulldog was such a good worker instinctively, I suppose, he was just doing whatever his brother-in-law said. This is even more ridiculous because nobody had a clue, to the point, even when it did get out there in the wild, everyone was like, that can't be true. This goes to show, Bret Hart is a genius. How he did it so calmly, I will never be able to understand. And when I do my wrestling matches, I can run through it 45,762 times and be standing at the curtain and turn to my opponent and go, nope, I've totally forgotten it. Very sadly, the British Bulldog was released soon after this because he was struggling so much. Still, this was absolutely the highlight of his career. And regardless what was going on, when he did win that Intercontinental title, Warm and fuzzy in your top tongue. Number two, Steve Austin versus The Rock. So this is certainly a tale that has done the rounds, but it's a very important one. Because WrestleMania 19 was Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. Now, he didn't want to tell anybody because The Rock was going to win and he didn't want to steal his thunder. But because he wanted to roll into that show in the best shape possible, he was drinking a bunch of coffee topping that off with energy drinks. Now a huge part of this too was because he was so injury and he is a human so anxieties were running wild but he basically overloaded his system thought he was having a heart attack and he had to go to the flipping hospital to make sure he wasn't about to die. I mean it was still so bad the doctors told him you absolutely cannot wrestle. This is when the rattlesnake took matters into his own hands and he rolled into Mania 19 and he still did what he did. Now you can say in terms of their trilogy at Wrestlemania this was the worst of the three you should not be using that word worst. It's still damn, damn good. It's actually why now when you do go back to watch it, this one has even more gravitas because 24 hours earlier, nobody even knew what was going to happen with Steve Austin. And he walked off into the sunset. This is why he is one of the best, whatever he had to do. But one Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. So go and watch the 18th of September 2003 Smackdown and you will see an iron match between Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle that does not get enough love. I mean, it is pretty damn special. How Kurt did this, I will never know, though, because as he has talked about, he was essentially drugged up too. It's an absolutely horrible story as well, because 24 hours prior, he got a phone call from his brother who said, oh, hey, Kurt, our sister has just passed away from a heroin overdose. And this affected Angle on two different levels. One, he just lost a family member. But two, he had fallen out with his sister months prior because he said, if you can't kick the habit, I don't know if I can talk to you anymore. I, mean, I don't know how anybody deals with that. Kurt was also dealing with his own severe drug issue, so to try and drown his pain, he reached out and took 20 extra strength Vicodin, and then unsurprisingly passed out. He didn't wake up until 5pm the next day, meaning in four hours he had to be on TV wrestling for 60 minutes. And when he looked at his phone, it just said, Miss Call WWE, Miss Call WWE, Miss Call WWE, because somebody was probably terrified that something terrible had happened. Angle himself recounted this all on Joe Rogan's podcast, and yet when he did go out there, like I say, he had a banger with Brock Lesnar, and this just totally perplexes the mind. 
I mean, it should quite literally be impossible. Angle himself described it as he had to do as good a job as possible because it was the best way to block any emotions he had towards his sister. So that would get you right in the sad gland. But it's also a great piece of evidence that when you are talking about the best wrestlers ever, you gotta throw Kurt Angle into the mix. Thank you very much for stopping by. My name was Simon Miller. I appreciate you muchly. And I'll see you soon. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.